Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter, first verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes, believing you see white when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says, if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. You got to have faith. All right. So that is my usual blurb. Happy 2021, everyone. My name is Reg Clay, and this is our second podcast on the YouTube um, format. But this is episode 87 of You Gotta Have Faith, and I'm here with um, my new colleague, Suli, or Selly, as I like to call you. How are you, Selly? Happy 2021. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be talking about endurance, and we'll also talk about just what 2020 means to us. And I think endurance is a good subject matter because we've all had to endure a lot of trials and tribulations during 2020. And because of COVID-19 still raging on and we have no idea when we'll get the vaccine, we'll have to still endure. We're going to have to still, yeah. um, you know, persevere. So I think Just this is good. Let's follow the rules. Let's stick yeah. to it. Yeah, 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 exactly. But before we begin, uh, I'd like to engage in some prayer, if you don't mind. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for delivering us to 2021. Thank you so much for our health, uh, for our um, physical and spiritual well-being. And thank you for bringing us together, me and Suli together, as we can study the Bible and get into your word. And we, uh, we want to thank you for anyone who watches this podcast, this um, YouTube video. For those who are uh, watching, we, we ask that God blesses you. And um, we know that there are a lot of individuals who suffered financially, spiritually, physically. There's some who didn't make it through 2020. And we ask that you uh, bless their spirits for those who have passed on. And for those who have survived, we ask that you continue to strengthen us in your word to equip us with your armor so that we can be protected and that we can continue to be the Christians that you want us to be. We ask that everything that you, we say and what we do and that we are is blessed by the love of you. These and other blessings ask in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All righty. Um, before we get into endurance, um, how, how, well, first of all, how, how are you doing? I mean, how are you, um, how are you doing this on New Year's Day? It's New Year's, actually, it's, January the 2nd for you because you're in Cambodia, right? That's right. That's right. It must be it must be January 1 there. Yes, it is. 8 p.m. Yeah. 8.30 mm -hmm. p.m. So um, it was good. Uh, the weather is nice. It's getting colder here, you know? Cambodia has never been cold, but um, it's been some few days since uh, we're getting the cold wave. So it's good. I feel like it's it's the real the real winter, you know. Yeah, well, I can't stand the cold. I've got the heater right under my feet, <laughs> so. And uh, I heard I heard there are more new cases, more new COVID cases. It's increasing. Yeah, there's and, a yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, we were supposed to. The government has uh, ordered every schools to be opened on Monday. But now more cases are increasing, so not sure what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, there are cases. Well, I think we've hit eight million in the United wow. States. And, um, you know, a lot of individuals are simply not doing what they need to be doing. Um, I know that in California, that's where I am right now, the Bay Area, California, uh, there's been a, um, a statewide shutdown. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, oh, here's, here's what's really strange. I mean, this is not getting to Christianity, but it's sort of local politics. But there are people who are upset with our governor, Gavin Newsom, because he's uh, shut down stores and places of worship and just uh, you can't even eat outside anymore. 
And uh, well, he has to do it because he wants to stop the, the spread of the virus. But people are upset and they want to recall him. They want to throw him out of office, which is ridiculous. So. I, I don't know why people, people still doesn't care. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who still doesn't care. They, they, they think COVID-19 doesn't exist. I mean, they think it's just a myth or something. I mean, they regard it as just a normal flu. Yeah, it, there's a lot of immense information. And also, and it sort of ties into why we're speaking about endurance. There are individuals, you know, when we are dealt with um, um, adversity, when we deal with things that go wrong in our lives, where we have to change our rituals, we have to change the way that we do things. Some people, excuse me, um, react, um, you know, they basically say, okay, well, this is a new this is a new normal. This is a new change that we have to do. So we just have to endure it. But others resist. Others are like, no, I want things to be exactly the way they are. And I hate the individual that makes me, that forces me to change. And I think that's, um, it's an immature, it's an immaturity. It's almost like acting like children mm -hmm. where, um, you know, um, a child wants things to be done the exact same way. And they don't realize that things have changed. And so I think there's a, um, and I'll, and and uh, we'll. I'm going to dive into the uh, the scripture right now, with uh, endurance. And I and I understand that you have some Bible verses as well that deals with endurance, and so uh, you'll read yours as well. But uh, the reason why I chose endurance, I think that's it's a theme. I was thinking about what 2020 meant to me. I'm very blessed. You know, I still have my job. I didn't lose a lot of money. I did lose some money uh, because there were some jobs that I had. Um, I deal with the um, the theater community. I write plays and I act and sometimes I work backstage. And so I had a couple of gigs that were canceled because of COVID-19. And so I lost a lot of money. I was supposed to get $1,000 on one job and I wound up only getting 300 because, you know, things were shut down early. So, uh, but there are a lot of people who lost their jobs. There are a lot of people who are sick there were a lot of people who had to change the way they do things. There were a lot of uh, friends of mine who are parents who had to manage uh, taking care of their children or taking care of their loved ones, let's say their older mothers and fathers. Um, one thing that happened to me during uh, Christmas Eve is that uh, my mom had to go in, into emergency surgery and we thought that we were going to lose her. And it was very, very stressful, thank God, uh, that she survived and you know she's doing well. And she'll have her, uh, I think, her 71st birthday on Monday. Um, but, you know, endurance, knowing that things are changing in the world and knowing that bad things will sometimes happen to us is a natural part of life. And it's a natural part of Christianity. And how do we deal with those changes? How do we deal with the adversity? We can either buckle under it or we can endure and so let me read Romans 5th chapter, verses 3 and 4. This is the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans. I'm reading the NIV version, and here's what it says. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. So that's Romans 5, verses 3 and 4. Now, James 1st chapter, verses 12 Here's what James says. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So remaining steadfast under trial, God has promised, uh, God, I'm sorry, uh, for when he has stood that test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So those are the Bible verses that I had regarding endurance. And you had you had some as well, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Um, well, in um, in line with uh, endurance, I chose some some text. Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, that's Hebrew chapter twelve verse six. I'm reading from NIV. Mm -hmm. uh, For the Lord disciplines the one He loves, and He chastens everyone He accepts as His son. So. Um, Basing on James, Romans chapter 5, 3 to 4, and James 1, 12, and basing on the topic endurance, um, um, it is said in Hebrew that God, the God disciplines those people he loves. 
So when, when he is disciplining his children, his children's got to do nothing but endure, you know, endure the discipline. Let so it let me, go on. Yeah. Yeah. L let me ask you this question. This is a question that I've had with other Christians regarding the pain and the sort of the bad things that happen in our lives. Um, and I'm not, you know, uh, I have my belief, but, you know, this is, it's a good thing because, you know, my Christianity comes from an American perspective. You know, I've always been in the Southern Baptist um, churches where, you know, my pastors will preach a particular way. But I know that you being from India, Nagaland, you may have a different perspective when it comes to bad things that happen. Do you think that God punishes up or God disciplines us? Or do you think that there's an outside element, like let's say the devil or Satan or evil? What do you think? Um, I think that um, um, God disciplines us. I mean, when, when we face pain or troubles in our life, we believe that God is speaking to us through all those troubles, you know, um, especially when we are tending to get away from him. Those are, God used those tools, God used pain or, uh, you know, troubles to speak to us. And um, I've had so many troubles, especially 2020 was, you know, was a year never to be forgotten. I mean, it's one of the worst year for me. But when I look back now, God has always been there through, through my whole 2020. So uh, last year, no, I just want to go back. Um, of course. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So ever since uh, I was traveling to Malaysia and I came back to Cambodia by first week of January in 2020. And ever since, in, you know, and uh, after, after a month, in the month of February, I... I got sick and it went on for like a mm, few months. And then I, I quit my job in the month of March because I was sick, right? I couldn't go to, I couldn't go to work. So I quit it. And then in the month of April, I officially quit my job. And then I moved to another city. I moved to the capital of Cambodia. And uh, ever since the COVID-19 hit, uh, the whole city has been shut down and every institution was closed. There was no job openings. And so I was out of job for, for maybe, I think for about six, seven months, right? Mm -hmm. I was out of job. And then um, I, I got a job in the month of October, ever since I quit my job in April. And between one of those times, I experienced some very bad moments where you know, I just don't want to say it, but people scammed me, right? I got scammed, right? So uh, it was one of, it was a very harsh experience for me. Uh, and I'm still, you know, breaking, breaking through, right? Um, but uh, when I just go back and, you know, try to recall it, uh, God has been so good to me in all those times. He has been there. I was complaining to him a lot. I was complaining every day, but but now I realize he had a different plan for me, you know. And he was just speaking to me. He was trying to teach me what humbleness is, right? He was trying to teach me what humility is. Now I realized how God speaks to people in 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 different ways, like this. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 and it's wonderful that you're sharing so much, you know, uh, I never, I never ask you or really anyone to share too much because, you know, on YouTube or on the podcast, and I have other podcasts that I do, you know, your personal life, it shouldn't have to be entertainment or whatever, but you know, you sharing what you had to go through, lets people know, hey, you're not alone, everyone has had to go through that. Right. Um, you know, 2020, and I, I, you know, because you and I have talked in the past, I know a little bit about, especially the physical ailment that you had to go through, you had to go through, I think you had, you had a sickness where it was hard for you to eat, and you lost a lot of weight. And I think people may have been worried that, you know, were you worried that your life was in danger? Mm -hmm. were, uh, you, you mean, were you were you yeah, so, were people yeah go ahead yeah so everybody i mean i thought i was gonna die because and especially i was so afraid i was so scared because i wasn't with my parents i was away from my parents and i was not with my family i mean all those fears came to me like 
what if what if I die? And and on top of that, COVID nineteen was so high at the time, and you know I was scared that people may think that I have COVID nineteen or so. I mean, so many things came to my mind, right? And it was so, and even hospitals or pharmacies were not safe to go, right? Because and nobody was so willing to, you know, even the doctors were not willing to just entertain us, you know. So yeah, all this yeah. <laughs> yeah. crazy. No, no, no. I and I just thought about that. The, you know, the fact that you were so physically weak, and you know, I've never, you know, I've known you for a while now since 2015, and um, you know, you've always been very, very high spirits and uh, always, uh, you know, physically active. But the fact that COVID-19 targets individuals who are who have a low, who have a low, um, oh shucks, what? Do you, huh? I'm sorry. Immune system. Yeah, that's right. Your immune system was low because you weren't eating so much. So you could have very easily been affected by COVID-19 and you could have died because of COVID-19 as a result of of the other sickness that you had. So really, God really did protect you. And Mm -hmm. I think it may have been, you know, you talked in the last podcast about how you got into the auto accident. So that may have been the one other time that your health was was, uh, threatened. Um, But, uh, you know, this time around, it happened as you're older. And also, um, while you're away from family, you didn't have family to take care of you. So um, it sounds like you were strengthened. It sounds like, you know, you're a lot stronger now and that, you know, you know what you can endure, at least physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. Okay, so I'll get, here's one quick story. So I went to school in New York City. And... <clears throat> I think you were talking. Why did why did I bring why did I bring that up? Basically, um, I think you were mentioning that you had lost your job, um, or you know you had. God, I can't remember what I was thinking about. But in any case, I had um, one of the first jobs that I had was um, working for a um, a theater company. But it was because I had I had um, the. The first job that I had, I uh, worked for a law office and I got a paycheck and it was $300, but it was a lot of money and I was planning to pay my rent. And um, in New York, they have a thing called three card money where they have these hustlers on the street and they'll say black will put you back and red will put you ahead. And they have these three cards, two black cards, one red card. And so to make a long story short, being very, very dumb, I blew all of my money. Oh, that's why I brought that up because you were kind enough to share that you were scammed. And so you're not the only one. I was scammed too. So I blew, to make a long story short, all of my money. I put down $20. I put down another $20 thinking I'm going to get $40. I lose that. And before I knew it, within a matter of like 10 minutes, I had lost my entire paycheck in, out oh. in the street in New York in front of everybody. How, and how, how old were you at that time? 1988, I was 19 years old, 19 years old. And I'm like, oh my God. And the landlady that I had was a very strict woman from Trinidad. And she was like, look, boy, if you don't pay your rent, I'm throwing you out. And I'm like, oh goodness, what am I going to do? Of course, I started praying and it's like, okay, Lord, I'm really sorry that I gambled because that's a sin. Um, But please, you know, help me. you know, find this money so that I can, you know, um, not get kicked out. So I had to go to class. I had to go to my acting class. And so I went to the class and then I grabbed a newspaper and they were looking for someone to start a, um, there there was basically a theater. um, There was a a show that was opening, that was opening night. And they, uh, I guess their stage manager had just quit. And so they said they needed one to start start immediately. So I immediately went after classes. I went down to the place and they were like, are you here for the job? I'm like, yes. I'm like, okay, good. Grab a mop and mop everything. And then I want you to do that. And I want you to do this. You're hired. And I'm like, listen, can I get paid right now? And they're like, boom, here's the money. And so that was the very first theater job that I had. And of course, my resume has added and added and added from 1988 all the way up to now. That was the very, very first theater job that I ever had. And so uh, that was something that uh, I had to, like you said, be humble. And also, you know, not just pray, but also work and, you know, and figure out how to do it because, you know, God gives us a brain. You know, there are a lot of Christians who say, well, I'm just going to pray and that's it. I'm not going to do anything else. 
And uh, that's not going to work. I mean, God helps those who help themselves. Exactly. But you need the combination of both because on one extreme, people will work, but they won't pray mm-hmm. because they think they know what to do. And then you have folks who pray, but they don't work. And that's not going to work either because if God yeah. has given us the strength to think and to use, you know, to use our bodies and to use his word, then we have to combine the two. Right. So those are our stories of how we've had to endure in our own personal lives. And um, I basically, every time I come up with these uh, Bible verses and the themes, I try to come up with three things to think about. Number one, why do we endure pain? When we talk about enduring pain, enduring stuff, like let's say if you get cancer or if a person walks out of your life, let's a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or wife, or um, if you get fired from your job, people will, a knee-jerk reaction will say, why is God doing this? Or maybe this is, you know, if God exists, then, then why, does this, why is this happening to me? Or why is God punishing me? Um, and that's one of the reasons why I'd asked you if you thought that God is doing this to discipline us. And um, I kind of have three, and, and not that I know all of the answers. I mean, this is, you know, feel free to disagree with me. Um, but I think either one, you're absolutely right. I think God does test us and we need to be tested because that's how we grow. I think too, if we believe in God, that we have to believe in the presence of the devil. I mean, you know, it's, it's written in the Bible that, you know, that Satan is, is there. Satan exists. I was reading the book of Job and, uh, there's a, a verse here. Let's see if I can pull it up. Uh, it's like, uh, ethics, you know, in ethics. Mm-hmm. Uh, in ethics, if you go to ethics, it's all about right and wrong. So if there is right, then there is wrong. It's like the two sides of the coin. Yes. So and if it's there, then goodness is there. Exactly. And so if there is the presence of the devil and the devil is there to tempt us, I mean, whether it's something that, you know, it's, I'm, you know, not that anyone has to believe in a red guy with horns. But um, if we believe in a good spirit, a holy spirit, then we have to believe in the presence of an evil spirit that we can be tempted. You know, I work in the DA's office and we often hear from defendants, people who kill uh, their wives, parents, children, you know, whatever it is. And they'll often say, well, you know, the devil made me do it. I heard a voice and I I don't know what happened to me. I, I can't control myself. I sort of did it. And whether you believe in that or not, I believe that, you know, there are certain individuals who, um, sometimes are overcome by uh, by uh, evil spirit. Like I said, whether you believe in that or not, the belief is there. And then there's the third thing, and that's us, because we are still carnal. You know, we are still sinful people, even Christians. You know, everyone has sin. And so we are always tested. We are always tempted. And so we can, you know, do bad things or be tempted to do things we know that we're not supposed to do. And that can allow pain. You know, I compare it to the analogy of turning off a light. And let's say if I try to walk in a room and I bump my toe because I'm walking around barefooted without turning on the light, I can curse the heavens, but I could have turned on the light, you know. So did did an outside force hurt my toe or did I hurt my toe because I didn't turn on the light because I'm too arrogant to do the right thing? Yeah. Did you have any thoughts about that, Sally? I mean, uh, those are, I think those are three things as to why pain happens in our lives. Um, yeah, I think I agree on that. Um, sometimes um, people, and people like me, I mean, people love to blame Satan all the time, right? But sometimes it's, it's upon us. It's, um, it's up to us. We, uh, we make a mistake and then we, you know, when we could have done, we, we don't do and then we blame we blame Satan or we blame the evil or we blame anything. Yeah. One, but, yeah. There's one subject matter that I want to talk about in another um, episode that we do will be scapegoats where we blame, where people blame other people and there's their biblical references to scapegoating, but I want, don't want to talk about that right now, but you're absolutely right. You know, when we need to blame, look at ourselves in the mirror, we will instead cast blame on other things, or let's say there's Satan. But I brought up the, you know, whether we believe in evil, because I remember asking um, a, um, a colleague of mine, a, a lawyer, 
whether she believes in evil or, or if people, when they do evil things, really, really evil things, like can, can someone be born evil? Can a child be born evil? What do you, what do you think? Sorry, can someone be born what? Evil. Can someone be born evil? Every, every one of us. Um, the Bible says that um, if you go back to the book of Psalms, 139, I think. Uh, if you go back there, then it says um, we are born of sin. And, you know, we are born into this evil world. Everything is evil. Um, I think sin has been there. I mean, it's been there. But uh, nobody is born evil. That's different. But, of course, we are born of sin. I mean. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I think that... Um... As children, you know, I think that a child does not have, let's say, sinful or evil thoughts in their minds, but we're carnal. We have to be taught discipline. You know, as a child has to be taught, just like you're a teacher, you teach, you know, children to not only the ABCs and you're teaching English right now, that's why you're in Cambodia. Um, but also you teach them discipline. You teach, you may have to teach them how to behave and how to sit upright and how to be kind and polite to people. And that's something that has to be learned. Uh, that's not something that a baby will automatically know how to do. Right. And so, you know, we have to be taught how to be civilized. Mm. And, you know, as Christians, we have to be taught what the word of God is and what the love of God is so that we can, you know, um, do the right things. So uh, here's some things that I wrote down as far as pain. Why do we endure pain? Does God give us pain? And we talked about that. Let's consider that evil is present and will give us pain to make us denounce God. And that's referencing the book of Job, where Satan says, I'm going to touch Job. God says, well, you can touch, but you can harm him, but you can't kill him. And we'll see if he denounced the name of God. And Job had to endure so much pain and misery, but he never denounced the name of God. And Job was blessed tenfold afterwards. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> also, God may allow us to feel pain to strengthen us. And this is something that you were talking about. If we are mentally and emotionally weak, it is through mental pain that we reflect and learn. My dad taught me chess when I was a child and um, he would always beat me. He would always take the queen. He would, and I would just be so upset. But in losing, I had to say, okay, so what did I do wrong? And so I had to look at the board and really figure out, you know, how to be better. And I became a better player. But if he allowed me to win, I would never grow because I'll be like, oh, I won. So what's the big deal? So I think that there's something that us Christians could under, could um, can reflect on. The fact that why do we endure pain so that we can grow? Uh, if God is challenging us, that we have to, uh, you know, answer to that challenge. If there's a presence of Satan or a devil, or if it's something that we are doing, that causes ourselves pain, then we need to change the way that we do things. And we need to reflect and look upon ourselves to grow. Yeah. Okay, so that's part one. Part two, what is our responsibility as Christians when we are under pain? Um, as opposed to for those who don't believe at all, you know, for those who don't, who endure the pain, you know, they, they can deal with it any, any particular way. But I think, believe as Christians, we have a responsibility do we only focus on our own pain or do we have the strength to focus on others? Um, and I, I reference <clears throat> Luke 23, 40 through 43. This is when Jesus is being crucified. And when we think about pain, we can talk about, oh my goodness, you know, they closed the Starbucks because of COVID-19 or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just so sick and tired. I'm going through so much. No one understands the pain that I'm going through. Well, no one understands the pain that Jesus went through. And Jesus went through the ultimate pain, which was sacrificing his life for our sins, being nailed to the cross. That's real pain. That's the real sacrifice that, that Jesus gave to us. But even during that, um, the sacrifice, even through the crucifixion, there were two, um, two um, prisoners who were being uh, crucified right next to him. And I'll go ahead and read the verse. But the other, so there was one who said, you know, if you are the true, the true Christ, if you are the true, uh, you know, savior, then save yourself, you know, create a miracle and get off the cross, you know, save yourself. Now here it begins on verse 20, 40. 
But the other answering rebuked him, saying, do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the, the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come to your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. <clears throat> Even during the excruciating pain, and I had a pastor talk about how painful it must have been for Jesus being on the cross. I mean, although he is the son of God, he was in flesh and he had to have endured serious, serious pain. Did you ever see the movie, The Passion of the Christ, the Mel Gibson movie? I watched it so many times. <laughs> yeah, and I thought yeah. about that. I thought about that. I think I think every every Good Friday I watch it. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I have I have it on my uh, computer as well. And uh, I had some friends of mine, who, you know, who are like, "Oh my God, why does it have to endure? I mean, why does it have to show so much pain?" And you know, he's like, "We see the blood, and it's just icky, icky, icky." And I'm like, "Listen, we may be painful, but this is necessary. If you're a Christian, you need to understand." just how just how much Jesus endured for us. I had a pastor say uh, every time we take communion, he thought enough of you to die for you. So won't you think enough of him to live for him? And always think about that. Um, but even in that pain, he doesn't focus on his pain. He doesn't say, ow, or oh, you know, goodness. But he's focusing on this prisoner who is basically saying, listen, we deserve this because we've been doing sin all of our lives. And he asks to think of him when he's in, when he's in heaven. And Jesus says, hey, you'll be with me in paradise. And Jesus is taking focus off of himself to this other prisoner. Uh, and I think that that is a lesson that all of us Christians can learn is that when, when I'm in pain, let me not focus on my pain, but let me focus on someone else's. It's always our job to give, to give our time, excuse me, to give money to, you know, for our tithes and offerings, to give our services, you know, to service the poor, to service those in need. You know, I always listen to friends. There are friends of mine who, who need, uh, you know, someone to listen to, to converse with, to talk to, to comfort them. And I'm always there. I'm like, hey, listen, I don't care what time it is. Give me a call, you know, text me and, and I'll be there for you. Um, focusing on others, I think, is the number one responsibility of all Christians when it comes to dealing with, um, with pain and adversity, because we realize we're not alone and there are other people who are in pain. And when we can focus on helping others, usually it turns around. People will help us as well. Did you have any thoughts on that? Sally, I feel like I'm talking so much. Um, um, yeah. Um, um, there's one thing. No, there's one thing I want to. Uh, I want to speak in line to what you were saying. Uh, if you go back to John chapter 15, verse one to two, you will see Jesus talking about the vine the true vine and the gardener. So here it says, uh, Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is a gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. So here, what Jesus Christ is saying is that um, Christians have to go through pruning. You know, um, the Jesus Christ is a true vine and the Father, the God, is the gardener. And we are the branches. So every branch that bears fruit, the God the Father prunes us, which means he disciplines us. So our responsibility as a Christian um, um, during pain is to just endure it because God is pruning us, yeah? And when he finishes pruning, uh, we, will, we will bear the fruit. And those, those, um, and if we don't bear the fruit, God the Father will throw those branches into the fire. Yeah. So our our responsibility as a Christian is to just endure, endure it. Yeah. No, that that is excellent. And I actually have, I'll, just as you were talking, I um, 
I'm reading. Yeah, that's that's John 15 verses one. Actually, I think you begin on five and it goes yeah. all the way to eight. I am the right. vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And, may, and perhaps that is an interpretation of pain, the pruning of the branches. I mean, you know, there's some things yeah. that, that are removed from us that may need to be removed. You know, there's certain things that we hold on to that we should not be holding on to. And uh, that could be a physical thing, or that could be a metaphysical thing, you know, a thought, or, an idea. Or, yeah, or uh, when we're talking about pain, like, uh, like sickness, like when I was talking about last year, uh, when I was talking about my experiences of last year, you know, God was pruning me, right? God was pruning me so that I could bear more fruit, yeah? Mm -hmm. so that's, oh, that's not how exactly, I yeah. yeah. Although, I mean, you've always been a very humble individual, so I don't know exactly what what needed to be pruned or whatever, but I guess that's between you and God. I guess you knew what changes needed to happen within you. Yeah. And also, and also there is First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Um, last, no, last month, I think I gave a sermon on this. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Giving thanks in all circumstances. In all circumstances. So it's talking about whether whether in good health or whether in bad times, we are to thank God. I mean, as a Christian, that's our responsibility. Even if we're undergoing pain, we have to just thank him and look to the positive side and trust him. You say verse Thessalonians, is it 5? Five? 5.18. Five. Okay. Cool. I'm. Five <laughs> is it fifteen? Uh, let's let's check. Uh, five eighteen. One eight. Yeah. Five eighteen. Uh, bingo. Bingo. I got it. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Yep. Be yeah. joyful always. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, nineteen. I'm sorry. Uh. Yeah. Sixteen. Be joyful always. It's a very very quick one. But be joyful always. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who are like, how can I be joyful always? I mean, there's some things that I can't be joyful. You know, if someone cuts me off in traffic or if, you know, someone steps on my toe or my, you know, I know that my boss mate is, is my coworker is talking bad about me. And, and what about COVID-19 and what about what's happening in the world? How can, I be, how can I be joyful always? Well, I think being joyful, number one, it's this is it's a commandment from you know it's what God wants us to do, but also if if I know I mean there have been times where people let's say I've had friends of mine who they were worried that they said something that really hurt me or whatever like I remember a coworker she came to me she was like hey are are we okay there was a very very tense moment in our office and she just came to my cubicle and she was like did I say something to hurt you or, you know, are you, are you okay? She wanted to make sure that I was fine. And I told her, Hey, everything is wonderful. You know, it's not, it's not you. If I, you see a stern look on my face, I'm focusing on something else. I mean, I'm not, you know, um, I apologize if you think that I'm taking anything out on you if I sound stern or whatever, but no, you're not the problem at all. And I generally believe, and I had a conversation with uh, Craig Dickerson about this, um, a Christian friend of mine. Um, I've always believed that 60 to 70% of the people who hurt you don't really mean to hurt you. I mean, that's just my own personal belief. Uh, very few people intend to hurt you. A lot of times they're focusing on other things. Like, let's say if you and I are walking, I bump into you because I'm trying to get somewhere else. I may have bumped into you and that may, you know, really piss you off, but it wasn't my intent to bump into you. And so I think as Christians, if we focus on the fact that people are so involved in their own personal lives, that they may not be focusing on us. And so we can't take things too personally. But always remember, you know, and even if people do say things personally to you, you don't have to be dragged down to people's level. You can always keep your head up and be positive because we're Christians and that's our job to always be positive hard um it's sometimes it gets too difficult but as a christian i mean that's hard 
that's our goal. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, have you had that in your own personal life where, let's say, you felt that, you know, maybe someone may have wronged you, but you had to realize that they probably weren't, it probably wasn't deliberate. Uh, yes. Yeah, I've had a few experiences of that, but in some cases, people just deliberately hurt people, you know. In some cases, I've experienced where somebody really tended to hurt me. But in most cases, uh, people unknowingly hurt me, yeah? Mm -hmm. so yeah. I've and had experience of both. Yeah. And me too, I've had experience of both as well. Even those who intentionally try to hurt me, they try to say, well, I know he's going to react a particular way. He's, I'm going to push a button and he's going to react that way. And if I don't react because I do what the Apostle Paul writes in Thessalonians, be joyful always, then it's like, darn it, that button doesn't work. I try to push the button to get Reggie to act bad, but I don't do it. So they're like, well, shoot, I, I guess I can't. And that's the strength that God, you know, wants us to have. That's, that's what, you know, that's what we can learn from Jesus Christ. Because the Romans and, you know, those who put him on the cross, I'm sure they felt, well, this will anger him or, you know, this will finally solve everything. And this will end, you know, this thing called Christianity. But no, it didn't at all. Jesus remained, you know, uh, prayerful. He remained strong, you know, spiritually. And of course, he rose back. And it's it's a lesson for all of us. You know, if we if he can endure the pain, we can endure the pain. Um, and I think that's the number one lesson that we can learn regarding adversity. You know, the adversity yeah. that we have is nothing compared, nothing at all compared to what Jesus Christ has had to endure. And if we're going to be children of God, we can be Christ-like and endure the pain just as he has. Yeah, that's right. Because in Psalms, in Psalm chapter 37, verse 24, it says, Though they may stumble, they will never fall, for, for the Lord upholds them with his hand. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we stumble, but we, we will not fall. And that's, right. you know, that's, that's God's commandment to us. No, that's and, mm -hmm. and, and there's a quote made by Martin Luther King. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. Just don't stay there, but keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. No, that's fantastic. That's really, really beautiful. That's, 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 yeah. that's wonderful. And so the third point that I have, so the very first point we deal with, why do we endure pain? Oh, excuse me. And then the second part, as Christians, what's our responsibility for dealing with pain? And then the third thing, to remember that all things come to pass. The fact that, let's say, you may not even agree, for those who are listening, about why there is pain or what the responsibility is as a Christian. But I think we can all agree that all pain is not infinite. I mean, it's finite. It will stop. There are plenty of times where I've hit my hit my uh, my knee on I don't know uh, a table or something like that, and I've told myself, "Let me just breathe. Let me just you know suck it in." And then a couple of minutes later, a couple of seconds later, the pain is gone. Just breathe, suck it in, absorb you know that little you know brief moment of intense pain, and then just ride it out. And usually that works. Um, and of course, you know, a knee pain is nothing, but I think that's, you know, that's what we need to do. Um, Matthew 24th chapter, verses six through eight. And this is the word of Jesus Christ. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. And then in verse 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And he's talking about endurance. You're going to hear about right. all sorts of things. And really, when it comes to 2020, the year that we just passed, there were so many things going on, especially here in the United States. I mean, not only did you have COVID-19, but you had the, the Trump and what a lot of us believe was the demise of democracy. And also the shootings, uh, you know, uh, you know, you had Ahmaud Arbery and you had Breonna Taylor and you had um, George Floyd. And there was another individual who was uh, shot and killed by a cop 
over the Christmas holiday season, there was a man, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a man in Ohio who was uh, visiting his sister to uh, deliver gifts, um, gifts for her uh, son and also to give her some money. And a neighbor called 911 saying, oh, there's some strange activity going on next door. The cops showed up, the man raised his phone. He thought it was a gun, the cop did. Boom, shot and killed him. Uh, the cop was, I'm sorry, yeah. Um, now the cop was fired, but you know, this, this is sort of a thing that's happening in the United States. And um, so, you know, when, when I hear Jesus talk in Matthew 24 about you hear wars and rumors of wars and all sorts of things that can happen in the world, 2020, you know, I'm sure it must feel for everyone, oh my goodness, you know, the world must be coming to an end. This may be the end. I do have a friend of mine um, who always talks about, you know, this may be the ends of times. This may be it. You know, Jesus may be coming right now. We better, we better prepare right now. She's sort of a, a fatalist. And I'm like, well, you know, I think we've got a couple more years or whatever. We never know the time of day, but I, I try to be an optimist. So in any case, um, but either way, do not be worried. I mean, that's, you know, see that you are not troubled because all things come to pass. COVID-19 will come to pass. The Trump administration, for those who are liberal, came and passed. Um, the, the turmoils, I mean, a lot of, there are individuals who get in, in fights with their parents or with their children. They think, oh my goodness, you know, mom is going to hate me forever or dad's going to hate me forever. No, not true. You know, uh, we may think of these things in our minds and because we're so tormented by what's happening right here and now that we may think that this will last forever. Um, but all things come to pass. All things will subside itself. The question is, how will we endure when we get to the other side? Um, he who endures in, to the end shall be saved. And... Um, you know, my, my pastor would always talk about putting on the armor um, to protect ourselves. And a lot of the things that happen, whether it be the words that people may say or the things that may happen, can feel like, <clears throat> like, um, like rocks or things that are just, you know, being punctured onto our bodies. And uh, if we have the word of God and we, if we are prayered up, then we can endure. We can, you know, sustain ourselves. And, but knowing that, you know, there will be a day that this will subside. I really do believe that COVID, especially in America, they say that COVID will probably, will probably get to walk outside without having our masks on probably by, I think, September, or October of this year. Um, and even if you have the, uh, the vaccine, you know, there are people who are getting vaccines right now, you'll probably need two vaccines and you will still have to wear our masks because everyone will have to have the, the, uh, the, the uh, vaccine. And so we'll have to wait until everyone has it. And then we can- Start, has it started in America? Uh, yeah, it has. Uh, uh, doctors and nurses have it, are getting it, the vaccine. Uh, our elected officials are getting it. And also uh, older people are getting it as well. So, and that just means we have to endure just a little bit longer. You know, a lot of people, when they heard that the vaccine was coming, they were like, oh, great. I could take off my mask right now. And it's like, no, 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 no. We have to keep on. We have to keep on enduring. So, I mean, so what do you think about the concept of things coming to pass? I mean, I'm sure you've been in pain. I'm sure when you had, when you were sick last year, I'm sure you have the thought in your mind, this is not going to last. I will get better. I just have to endure what I'm doing with right now. But uh, yeah, um, at one time I thought it's never going to pass because I was, I was really sick and I couldn't wait to, you know, I couldn't wait to get better. So I was, I was, you know, I was very, very, uh, what? Uh, I was impatient to get well, you know, but it took time and I had to accept it, right? That it's sort of a pass. So just, just wait it, just wait for it, just endure it and it will pass. And uh, it has passed already, right? Now it's, uh, of course, I, I still have, uh, have to be careful with my diet 
but the the what the most um no i'm a lot better yeah no no you look better and you sound better and of course you're you're back to working which is yeah. a wonderful thing. And so, yeah. and, you know, and you were mentioning, I remember, you know, in our private conversation, you were saying that your friends were worried about you. Um, and I don't think they're worried about you anymore. Yeah, at first they were, because uh, of course everybody were. I mean, my friends, my families, everybody were sad, but all of them, uh, they, they kept me in prayer. I mean, prayer kept me strong. And I think uh, God listened to the prayer and, yeah yeah i think so i think as a christian i mean i realized that as a christian when you're enduring pain i think uh prayer is the only strength prayer will is the only tool that'll give you strength yeah well yeah i i believe so too but it's also it's also prayer but it's also acting and and um believing you know, like you have to, there, you know, there's certain individuals who are so depressed and depression is something that uh, really affects, affected a lot of people in 2020. Yeah. Especially being in isolation. You can't walk out. You can't go to the restaurant. You can't go to the movies. You can't date. Um, excuse me. Um, so there are a lot of people who are just cooped up at home and there are a lot of people who are so social. They're so outgoing that they had a really, really hard time staying indoors and so a lot of people got depressed another thing that happened in america so there was an individual in um oh shucks i'm uh, uh, nashville tennessee who uh to make a long story short he blew himself up he loaded his uh van with explosives drove out in the middle of the street luckily no one else was hurt but he killed himself because he was depressed well no one really knows what the what it was um he had i guess there was some i guess he had some mental issues going on and he um i'm trying to he had a girlfriend who uh told the police that um please you know watch watch out for him because you know he has bombs and he's going to i think he's going to do something to himself um no one knows what it was uh clearly i, I think when you when when i hear about individuals who commit suicide but even do it in such a dramatic way, it's, it's very fatalistic. You know, there are people who are like, this, this pain that I have will never, ever, ever end. Or people will never, ever understand what I'm going through. You know, um, there is no future. There is no, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. That's mystic, yeah. Yeah, they're fatalistic. Uh, there's a program, I don't know, have you ever seen the program called Hoarders? It was a TV program. I don't know if you get that in, uh, if you ever got that in India. I've never heard of it. Hoarders, um, I, I have no, even no idea why they even had this as a show, but they would go to, they would have camera people go to people's houses and they would load up. You know what a hoarder is? Those, these are people who load up their houses with junk. Right, they, right. They, never, they never throw anything away. Yeah. And one of the things they found out psychologically with hoarders is that they don't believe in a future. So they don't clean up. They don't believe that anyone is going to come in. Usually it's a woman whose child passed away and all of a sudden she just said, oh, my child is gone. So I'm just not going to clean up anymore or I'm not going to go out and visit friends anymore. I'm just going to keep myself cooped up in the house and just, you know, let myself be, you know, bombarded by this junk or someone who lost their job or something that had a traumatic event and they stopped living. You know, they stopped really, really living. Um, and they become hoarders. And so the program will actually get volunteers to clean up the house. And there's a psychological, uh, there's a psych person, a psychologist who will try to talk to the person and say, hey, listen, you need to be stronger and be better. And, you know, you need to believe that there's a future and all that stuff. And then that's it. The show's over and then they just go home. Um, who, who knows why it's entertainment, but uh, I, I find it fascinating. But psychologically, uh, there are some people who have just given up. You know, they, they don't know how to endure. They don't know how to deal with the pain and the adversity that's going on in their lives. And I think if, you know, um, 
Christianity, if there's a job to be done with Christianity, whether you believe in God or not. I mean, I'm hoping that there are Christians who are listening to this podcast, but there may be those who are atheists or agnostic who don't who don't believe in God who are listening to this podcast. If for no other reason Christianity gives you a sense of belief of hope, we know we believe not because we can prove that God is real, but because we believe that God is real. I don't want to live in a world where there is no God. I don't want to live in a world where there isn't a Jesus Christ that would give his life for me. And so that's why I believe. Um, And because I believe, I can get up in the morning. I can go to work. I can put a smile on my face. I can do this podcast that I'm doing right now because of my belief. And I I look at belief as sort of a proverbial gas or petrol, as you may call in your country, uh, that fills up the car and keeps you going. You know, that's the faith and that's the belief and that helps you endure to go further. You have any thoughts on that, Sally? I feel I'm talking too much. Oh, um, no, I, I agree with you. That's right. Yeah. You, you can continue. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. No, 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 no. That's fine. And actually, we've actually hit uh, the one hour mark as well. But uh, are there any last thoughts of endurance? I'm hoping that this podcast, people who are listening to this will get a sense of um of positivity of uh you know i want people to listen to this and say you know what things may seem bad but there is a future you know there is i can plan for um for life ahead even financial future you know there are people who are crippled financially and uh one thing that i did earlier today sort of a new year's resolution i plotted out how i'm going to get myself out of credit card debt and uh, how i'm going to you know I have, a, I have a goal, a financial goal as to how much I'm going to save uh, by the end of this year. So that's something that I'm planning on. And, you know, there's a financial endurance. It's knowing that I may be in a little bit of debt for a, p- a certain amount of time, but I will work to persevere and to move forward. And to and it's the plotting and it's the going ahead, which, um, which, makes, you, which makes you go forward. So, You know, a lot of people have been, you know, of course, 2020 was um, not a good year for most of us, but I think it was, if you if you go back, then I think it was also very good because, you know, 2020 brought all the families back together. I mean, I mean, in years, we hardly do that because everyone is busy. You know, we all live in different places, work comes. But 2020 was a time where I think most of the families in the whole world get together, right? Sometimes in years, we never get to see some of our families because we're all busy. We come, we come home different times, but I think it was the only time. I mean, last year was the only time where, where you know, COVID-19 brought all the families together. Mm-hmm. And, so you know... There are a lot of and there are a lot of folks who were not able to visit because you know let's say they could not fly in the airports or whatever. But you're absolutely right. There are individuals who had to go home when they or they you know there were families who were forced to not go to work and stay there with their husbands and wives and children and really bond they together. Spend more time with your families, you know. Exactly. That's so, exactly right. Yeah. Do you feel sort of? I mean, when it comes to COVID nineteen, I just this just popped in my head. Do you think that this may be a sign for God to say, hey, listen, I'm going to unplug everything and force you to focus on ourselves or focus on the families? I mean, do you think that there's something divine about COVID-19? I believe that um, God gave us a chance to spend more time with our family because most of the families, you know, they are not able to give time to, to each other. And that is how I think many families doesn't work out Mm -hmm. so i think uh this god gave this time to everybody to you know to focus on their family for some time to you know spend time with their family get to know each other more you know and build up whatever whatever is there to build up or whatever is there to repair yeah yeah for those who want to to learn, you know, there, you know, God provides a lesson. It's just like you as a teacher. You may provide the lesson, but if a student doesn't want to learn, they're not going to learn. So, you know, there are those who will look at 2019 and 
everything bad that has happened and will learn from it and will endure. And then there are those who will choose not to learn anything at all. And unfortunately, they'll you know, fall by the wayside. And I think, and I think that's a part of evolution. Uh, you know, there, you know, there are species who will adapt to their environments and will grow and will sustain itself. And then there are those who are just who will just die out because there's a change in the environment and they did not adapt. So I think when we talk about endurance, this is a part of evolution. This is a part of God's plan for us, so that we can grow. And it's, it's an important, I think this is a, an important litmus test for all of us. How will we grow? How will we endure? How will we strengthen our bond with our families, with ourselves, our personal, our spiritual lives? You know, how many times have our spirits have been challenged? You know, there are people who go through an entire lifetime and they're like, you know, everything is so wonderful. They've never been challenged. And all of a sudden, 2020, you know, just put the brakes on almost everything, challenging all of us. Have, right. you, have we learned from the challenge? I think that's a, a lesson. And I honestly believe, and this is something my grandmother used to teach me, she would be like, you know, God speaks to us every single day. And I'm like, hmm, does he really? And I'm like, oh, yes, you know, if you, if, but you have to have the ears to listen. Mm -hmm. So what is God teaching us? What is God saying to us as we gone through 2020 and as we enter yeah. 2021 go ahead yeah there's one thing that i want to ask you um mm -hmm. do you think uh the coming of COVID 19 is a sign that the time is drawing near oh if, uh, um, you know i'm not uh, i try not to be fatalistic i i I'm going to say no, I don't think so. I think that, um, I mean, there may be other things that may happen. You know, if the polar ice caps melt and we lose, you know, California and Florida and, you know, we start flooding, then I'll start talking about the ends of times. But not quite, but not quite now. I think that uh, this is, who knows, this may be a practice test. You know, um, there's a, one of my favorite television shows is The Twilight Zone, and sometimes it'll talk about just how mankind reacts. And there's one little quick episode. It's a short story. It's basically, uh, there's a group of people, they're neighbors, and they're getting together because it's a person's birthday. And so they're celebrating, everything's wonderful. All of a sudden they hear on the radio, there's an asteroid coming. No, they think it's an alien that's coming and they're going to, it is going to destroy the world. And no, I'm sorry, they think it's a missile, a Russian missile is going to come and hit this city. And so the family just freaks out and the, and the party just stops and everyone wants to rush into the shelter to the basement to hide. And one family goes into the basement and the other family's like, no, let us in, let us in. And they start cussing each other, they start yelling at each other, they start treating each other horrible. All of a sudden the radio pop pops up Oh, no, 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 no. We just, sorry, it's just a, um, it's just um, a satellite, a, a little pan uh, panel fell off from the satellite. It's, it's no big deal. And so uh, the rest of the family, especially those who are yelling, were like, oh, thank goodness. Okay, let's get back to the party. But the family that was in the, the shelter, that was in the basement, they were like, no, wait a minute, you were just yelling at me beforehand, and I thought that we were friends, and now... I'm understanding how we treat each other when things go bad. And it was a wonderful, it's a wonderful little story. It was a wonderful little short story. And I do wonder as we have endured 2020, as we go into 2021, maybe the question isn't so, why is COVID-19 happening to us? You know, is God punishing us? Is God testing us? Is Satan punishing us? Is how do we treat each other during COVID-19? Will we be good to each other? Will we be good, faithful servants? Will we help each other out? Or will we just continue to nab and, you know, and fight and bicker it with each other? And I think that's an important lesson that yeah. all of us will have to endure. Well. I think that's it. I think we did pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, it was good. It was fun. I mean, um, I was, I was, um, I was waiting for this. So. Yeah. Fantastic. Will you uh, close this out in prayer? Sure. I'll do that. Okay. Let me pray.
Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your time that you blessed us. Thank you so much for the word that has come to us. Um, whatever that we have discussed and talked, Lord, may you um, help all the listeners and uh, bless them. Um, may whatever um, we have shared today be a blessing to others. Until we get back here for another talk show, Lord, be with us and help us, guide each one of us. And may you bless all the listeners. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's fantastic. All right. Well, you're probably listening to us or watching us on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe. As all YouTubers will say, uh, if you have any issues with what we um, are talking about, then let us know in the comments section. You know, let us know what you like and what you dislike, and we will respond to you. And let us know what other subject matters that we can touch on and what other Bible verses we can use. If you're listening to us, we are on each and every podcast app that you can think of. Uh, we're on the Apple Podcast app. That's a purple podcast uh, app that's on your iPhone or iPad. We're also on iTunes. Just look up. You got to have faith and you'll find us. We're also on Spotify. And if you're an Android user, we're also on the SoundCloud app or just you can go on SoundCloud.com. Thank you very much. Stay uh, blessed. And we um, we thank you and we thank God and uh, we wish you a wonderful 2021. And until the next time, take care. And God bless us all.